0: This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that can't obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode is about innovation. Innovation is defined by Wikipedia as a new idea, creative thoughts, or new imaginations or methods. It's a better solution that meets new requirements, perhaps unarticulated or existing market needs. The term innovation can be defined as something original and more effective that changes the market or society. Innovations tend to be produced by outsiders and founders and startups rather than existing organizations. But innovation doesn't come from lounging under a tree waiting for an apple to hit you on the head, or from sitting in a conference room brainstorming with others and straining to fill a whiteboard with thoughts. Actually, it sneaks up on you like a cat at the intersection of experience and observation. And if you're engaged, and if you're willing to do the courageous work of transforming inspiration into reality, you might end up with a concept that disrupts your industry,
1: just like one of CEDF's clients. But I'll let him tell the whole story. So my name is Chris Ramo. I am the founder and CEO of Happy Cat Hotel Franchising. We are located in Windsor, Connecticut. The genesis of our concept was a luxury hotel dedicated exclusively to cats, and this was born from many observations in other pet care related fields that we were involved in for for many years. Founded November of 2014, it's been four and a half years of relative success, or at least relative enough that uh, we have the confidence that this is a replicable model. We're venturing into the franchise space with it. The Happy Cat Hotel is at its core boarding, though we don't like to use that word. We operate everything like a hotel for humans. We have check-in times, check-out times. We have room service. The cats can uh, benefit from uh, a day at the spa. We have full-service grooming. It's really the lap of luxury, and uh, when you see the rooms uh, and everything that we've done and how they're designed, designed specifically for uh, cats, stimulative, encapsulating of all the, the many interests that cats do have, it really does set itself apart from uh, from a traditional uh, boarding facility. The goal for us is what we call enrichment. We can have the most beautiful rooms and we can sure go ahead and, and just stick an animal in there and forget about it, but that's not going to do anything for the cat. Enrichment for us is key. We're interacting with them, engaging in you know, playtime, affection, whatever it is that we can do to help them feel comfortable, help them acclimate to the space, and maintain that throughout the time that they are with us. And we can't be in the room 24 hours a day, so when we are not able to be in there, we leave the room and the many amenities that we have to do its job in you know, maintaining that stimuli for the cap. So each of the rooms are individually themed and designed and our our concept and we were just having fun with it when it was all brand new was to make every room a destination for the cat and so we have rooms that are themed and and designed to replicate paris rome italy new orleans and so every room is its own destination and we have fun we have fun with the cats we have fun with what we're doing with the concept we go so far as to name each of the rooms fun pun names Mew Orleans with an M, and Weekend in Paris and Catius Maximus. Inside each of the rooms are just an array of climbing apparatus, shelves, staircases, ramps, all kinds of, of beds and furniture, cat-sized furniture. We have leather couches. We scoured the internet. As usual, the internet did not disappoint. If we said, cat bed, poker table, and punch that into google sure enough something came up somewhere in this world somebody had made a cat bed poker table and that is in our diva las vegas room as you might expect as i mentioned it's all about stimulation it's all about enrichment the cats have plenty of things to do there's toys there's bubbling water fountains we have uh, ipods that we'll plug in and we'll play music we can do just about anything to uh, to keep them stimulated we are sitting in the happy cat lounge uh, and it is is a piano themed lounge uh, for cats so the shells the ramps that climb the walls are are all painted like piano keys and we have uh, saxophone and music decals and there's records that hang off the wall we have cats we have uh, tea for the Tiller Man" by cat stevens we have alley cat by bent fabric we have eye of the tiger by survivor and the list goes on and on so We have a lot of fun with the themes and the decorations. Be sure, I don't think the cats care too much if the shelves are painted like pianos, but the fact that they can climb and and they can go to the very top of the room or they have cubbies that line the floors. And and if they're the type of cat that would rather bush and and hide behind something or hide in something until it's comfortable, uh, they're able to do that as well. At last check, when we, things may have changed since, but when we opened in 2014, the Department of Agriculture, at least for the state of Connecticut, who, you know, mandates the care requirements for all animals in care, they mandated a two by four foot cage was the bare minimum. As long as you were doing that, that was considered sufficient for cat care. Starkly different for dogs. I'll put it this way. The cats were always an afterthought. They were second class citizens. Hey, we build kenneling facilities for the dogs and we can you know, put cats in the little corner over there and they're fine because they just mind their business. And that was just business as usual for many, many, many years. Thankfully, it's starting to change and we really want to be at the head of that change. We call it disrupting the status quo. That is our slogan behind the scenes and everything that we do is dedicated to changing the way that people think and people care and people perceive cats. Things are, are starting to shift a little bit. People in the field are paying closer attention to cats and and the needs of cats, and the needs and desires of cat owners. Uh, And it is a powerful market. There's technically more cat-owning families in the U.S. than there are dog-owning families. That's a fact. So we got into the cat care business through Home Sweet Home Pet Care. Home Sweet Home Pet Care is our house call uh, animal care service. We founded that in 2007. And that's all encapsulating in terms of the pets that we take care of. We have dogs, we have cats, we uh, have farms that we take care of when folks are away. We do everything from dog walking to pet sitting to, you know, more specifically cat sitting. Uh, we even have clients who have fish and that's all they have, but their fish are their pets and they pay a lot of money to have them well taken care of. And so it was really just through that that we started to identify this particular need when it came to came to the cats i think that the cat market at large has shifted ever since the mid mid mid-2000s we started to see a a tremendous influx of cat exclusive clientele cat enthusiasts and so the cat care contracts that we picked up were, were more prevalent really we were doing a very good business with with cats and so that focus was there. We were paying attention to it, you know, asking ourselves the normal why is this happening? Why are we getting so many cat care clients? What's changed? What's shifted? And so, you know, that kind of leads into the observations that we made specifically to cats. And one thing led to another. And, you know, we started doing our research with, with the cat, uh, cat market at large and All things pointed to something like this making a lot of sense. We've been doing that business for 11 years now and it was about six years into that business when we started the Happy Cat. I mean the observations that we made throughout our experience there and and this was validated by our staff that would go in uh, you know into the homes to take care of animals and through our own personal experiences cats by and large even though we, we always subscribed to the idea that you know, they were more comfortable at home, you know, too disruptive, too stressful to take them out of the home and bring them somewhere, we started to learn that, that it wasn't always the better scenario. And far more frequently than we ever anticipated, we found that the cats were left home alone and we were uh, contracted to come in once a day or twice a day. In those situations, the cats were, would go stir-crazy. It was not enough for us to come in once a day and take care of them, put some food in the bowl and you know, try to engage them in a little bit of playtime because there was 23 and a half hours of isolation after that. And yes, they were home. When you get down to the science of, of cats and, and cat behavior, uh, they're social creatures. And you can find this in any cat behavior literature that's out there. It's, it's not a, a kooky concept by us who have the cat hotel. You know, this is Science 101, it was tough to go in and see that these cats were destroying furniture and pining for affection when we would come into the door just starving for attention and affection and we said there's just gotta be a better way to do this. You know the only alternative was to stay there 24 hours a day, not feasible, or bring them somewhere where we could give them the time and the attention and the affection that they desired. As far as the clientele, we anticipated some push back on that, believe me, we had, like I said, subscribed to that same concept that they were better off in the home. But when we developed this idea and put a physical dimension to it, and people could see that we're not talking about taking your cat out of of the home and putting it in a cage. We're talking about taking it out of the home and putting it in a room or space, or a hotel, because they do have free time and they wander the halls and have all kinds of uh, additional, you know, stimulation other than just in the room. Uh, but they were able to see that this is actually more stimulative than leaving my cat at home. And the migration from one business to another was, was surprising and it was a big reason why we were able to kind of get off on the right foot with this concept. Uh, we had a lot of folks that came from Home Sweet Home back here and came over to, to the hotel. They had always thought in the back of their mind, boy, I feel bad because she's home alone and it's not feasible to have somebody come in 10 times a day for her. But what's my alternative? My alternative is a cage. So if I had to choose between a cage or home alone with a visit to make sure she's surviving, that's my choice. But now that there's another resource, that's the better choice. And that's what we found through and through. People, I'm so glad that you're here because we didn't know what to do until the happy cat was an option for us. Folks who are cat enthusiasts, don't have dogs, may or may not even have children, their cat is equally as important to them as a dog lover's dog is to them or as a parent's child is to them. But when you look around, there's daycares everywhere, there's schools everywhere, there's dog boarding and and dog daycare opportunities at every street corner of every town, and there's nothing for cats. So, when we really started to put together the the ideas the physical designs uh, we just kept asking ourselves how far can we take this how over the top can it be and still work and not be costly and not just be flashy kennels traditionally are a volume based business you go to mo- almost any any kennel in any town and you know there's anywhere from 100 upwards of, of 200 Kennels for the dogs or runs for the dogs, and it's a volume proposition. For us, that was never part of the equation. It was quality over quantity. Can we do more with less? We give up two to three cages or crates or runs for each of the rooms that we have designed. I mean, they're three to four times the size of of a standard kennel space, but it was this thought that if it's done right and if we can validate it for the pet parents, They'll pay for it. We'll make that up in the long run. And that's been the case. So we just went completely in the opposite direction, said it's not about square footage. It's not about, sp- it's about making the right space for the cat and people will buy into it. We've made plenty of mistakes. We've tried lots of different ideas and thought we were being innovative. and in many instances and found out that we were not and so you know a lot of the developments that we've made have certainly come along the way and that's just through trial and error. Boy, this is not working well for us. It is too time-consuming. It is not stimulating the cath like we thought. Whatever the case might be and we pivot and we look for something else and try to solve that problem. As far as the other amenities, we do uh, certainly offer room service that is basically defined as any additional care or food services that are requested or needed by the cat. The experience of the cat living with us for a week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever the case might be, it's an ongoing education. The cat may start off and and be a little bit nervous the first day and then kind of come out of its shell. And it may get a little feisty with playtime, you know, and we have to pay attention to that and sort of pivot how we interact with the cat because she's getting overstimulated we might have a cat who was on a particular diet, and we have to monitor that health for whatever reason. We have cats that you know have chronic, uh, chronic hairballs, or you know eat too fast, and so we need to, to break up their meals and serve five times a day. if We have some of these situations. So room service is really a, a general term to define additional care, whatever it really takes to make sure that that cat has personal attention and is being well cared for the way that the customer needs us to. Amenities, you know we mentioned some of those like we have the water fountain, we have a TV out in the lobby so when they do come out for free time, that free time is one cat at a time or one room at a time. They are free to wander the halls and they will visit the other cats in the who are in their rooms with the doors closed but again they have the big glass panels there. They'll find their way to the lobby and they'll climb up on our lobby counter and they'll climb across our keyboard and we have a big Picture windows with uh, bird feeders out front. Uh, so there's just lots of things to kind of stimulate their curiosity. Uh, but we also have the television out there. We put uh, YouTube videos of you know, chirping birds and squirrels, and we get lots of pawing at the TV, and we've had to mount that a little more securely than we did originally, because they've they've, uh, they've tried to do a number on the, on the television screen. And a lot of times people bring stuff from home that they think is gonna serve as an amenity. They'll bring their own scratching posts, they'll bring all kinds of toys. I mean, we have buckets and buckets of toys, but, you know, there might be a particular toy that the cat likes to play with at home, and they'll bring it, and it gets assigned to that cat. Anytime that we're engaging with the cat, we're using that toy. We didn't have the TV originally. They asked if they could bring their own TV, and we said, well, we just don't have a way to hook it up and to get it to play cable in the in the room. If we did, we'd certainly be allowed to bring that. And we just started kind of kicking that idea around, You know, do we do TVs in every room? Do we do TV in the playroom, in the lounge, in the lobby? So we've we've had it in the lobby for a little while now, and it's gone well. But yeah, there's definitely feedback that comes from clientele. We have webcams, and that's something that we've had since day one. But we have had requests for Skype sessions, folks that have wanted to live Skype with their cat over the internet. We've had that. Um, so yeah, all kinds of things. I think that if you are engaged in what you are doing already at whatever level. As long as you're engaged and you're paying attention, that idea that innovation is going to come to you a little more easily. You can't just sit on your couch and say, hmm, how do I innovate something? Innovation comes from ideas where The person involved has been at it every day and realizes that this is not working the way that it's being done. Something needs to change. But they're engaged. They're engaged in that process, and that's where that
0: innovation comes from. Many thanks to Chris Ramo for explaining the innovations that created his business idea. You can find out more at happycathotel.com. Thanks to Komiku and Philippe Pierre-Gabel for music. Our theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business As Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. For the sixth year in a row, we're Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates as small as a few thousand dollars, and larger business loans too, from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available there. It's number 19-2. So Chris, did your hotel ever consider a nice indoor swimming pool?
1: But that's not going to do anything for the cat.